as you have the nature of joy you hold to be rejoicing but you see it's not enough to have the nature you must put your nature to work now because god already promised that he's going to be with us in his world to the end of days we have no cause to be sad we have every cause to rejoice. the number one thing you must treasure is god's voice god must be able to speak to you at all times a believer must be in alignment with god a believer must be able to decode god's voice now, god doesn't just give a word sometimes he gives instructions those instructions are like strategy don't just receive the promise in your heart also receive the process glory to god Today is Vision and Stewardship Sunday. And after I pray, I'm able to take one or two questions. If you have questions, you can ask me. But I want to share some things with you that are very important. As a church, as a, church, um, as a spiritual family, we have a vision. We have vision for this year. We have goals set. I've told people to write their goals and then a number of people have submitted. And then I have some of them written here. We're going to pray on them by God's grace. Um, now remind me. So that pray on them. Last Sunday was um, our Thanksgiving Sunday. And I taught on... Um, what did I teach on? Do you remember? Um, spirit of what? Spirit of praise. Now, because of time and some things we want to do today, um, we will not do a recap of the spirit of praise because I like us to do a recap of faith. Spirit of faith. So, we will not do a recap, but I want you to listen to the message again and again so that you function by the spirit of faith. I hope that is clear. So you function by the spirit of faith. And last Wednesday, I spoke about what, 2021, what and how. Please listen to that message. 2021 is a special year. God already spoke. He said there will be compensation. Um, there will be so many things, including what you have heard from all other pulpits or all other places, possibly. But those things don't just happen if you don't engage God by asking necessary questions and demanding for how those things shall happen. Mary asked, how shall this thing happen? So it's not a, it's not a crime to ask how something will happen. Praise God. To stop, to, it's not, it's not, it's not out of place to ask in order not to be stalked. Alright, you ask. And then God gives you directives. Now, Vision and Stewardship Sunday. Now, if you have been attending lip service, um, I say lip service, upgrade service, you will have heard me discuss about vision in to an extent. So, I will advise, I don't know, maybe the message will be available, the seminar you can be giving, and so you listen. Vision is what God gives. Alright? Vision is what God inspires your heart with, opens your eyes to see. Peter was like in a trance, and God showed him, hit these animals. He said, no, was even arguing with God. And God was going to get his heart to do something. That's reaching out to the Gentiles. So he eventually went to the household of Cornelius. He wanted him to do it, and then he showed him a vision. So when God communicates vision, he wants you to carry out an assignment. I want you to listen. And when you hear vision, what do you talk about? What do you think of generally? Number one, you think of, I mean, I'm talking about people's assumption now. What people think of most of the time is that when you hear a vision, you say, hmm, ministry. That's number one. Say ministry. God is calling you into ministry. Then number two is when you say, ah, do you, do you see any vision for me? So that means you are asking and demanding that somebody should be a solution to you or see something about your life, your father, your stepmother, 
why this is this, why that is that. You know, you know what I'm talking about. People tend to want to be guided and be led by vision uh, that probably was shown to another person. So say that prophet has been on the mountain for 30 days and he's been fasting. Once he sees you like this, he sees vision. And then he starts saying things about you, both the things that are, um, are, are that you know and the things that you don't know. Most of the times, those things are wrong. And so, people tend to believe more. People who see all those kind of things. Let me share an experience with you. I have this, um, like a brother who, whenever they want to have housemaid, they want to check that whether the housemaid will not bring in bad leg. You know what I mean by that. And so they or do not bring in a kind of misfortune and all that. So they consult pastors. So this time, they couldn't consult pastors, and then the housemaid came in, one left suddenly, and then another one had to come in suddenly. And then, so it now happens to be around the time I was with them. And then they say, ah, Tope, have you not seen anything? You're a pastor. So they believe that it's those who see visions that are pastors. And then they believe that they cannot see visions. So when he said, I haven't you seen anything? I said, I, 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 I don't see all these kind of things. Just examine the housemate. Where are you coming from? What's your name? Check his blood test, blood group. Check the scientific and blah, blah, blah. And then pray to God. If your heart is at peace and at ease to receive the housemate, receive the housemate and believe God that the housemate will not be used against you even after you have received peace. Are you getting what I'm saying? Simple. That's how to do a faith work. Not consulting and consulting. The one that left, the subvision to receive, or he left. The ones that, there was one that misbehaved, subvision. Uh, you get what I'm saying? So, you have been doing all this vision thing and it's not working. What that I mean? So, I'm not saying that people don't see. Because some of you have seated here. You will say, Pastor, <laughs> if they see for you, you know it exists. Because you have always believed, you have family prophet, you have village pastor, you have all those kind of arrangements. There are a lot of things that people don't know. You can't be planted in a local church and God shows the vision of your life on the street. Or somebody just come and start telling you things. But you see, the vision we are talking about is what God communicates to every of his child. Look at Nehemiah. He heard that the wall of Jerusalem was down. And because of that, himself was down. And he said he sought the Lord and prayed and fasted. And God communicated a desire, strong desire in his heart to go and rebuild the wall. That's a vision. Do you get that? The goal now is, when do I go? How do I go? The strategic planning is, how do we start building? Are you getting what I'm saying? It's as simple as that. There is nothing specially evangelical about rebuilding the wall. But it's a vision. Nigeria walls, Nigeria doesn't even have walls. So, it, there is a, you, you can be the Nehemiah for this Nigeria now. God communicating a vision. That doesn't mean you are going to be building wall and I'm bothered, like Donald Trump. But I'm telling you that there are many things that have collapsed that you can rebuild, which I shared with you as an extension of God's vision, Jesus saying it in Isaiah 61. Do you remember? I shared that with you. Do you remember? When I was talking about rebuilding waste places, rebuilding um, rebuilding desolate places, rebuilding... Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh So God wants us to be a a bricklayer. Praise God. (laughs) To rebuild things. So there is a way God communicates to your heart so strongly. Like somebody was asking in that class. He said, Pastor, is it that I will hear a voice? Um, Tunde, Tunde, Tunde. Rise now. Build me a bank. No. But God communicates to your heart so strongly with ideas, with insights, with instruction. And in some cases, it can open your eyes to see things as well. You don't have to be a fivefold. You are a believer. 
first and foremost. You are a believer. Most of the things that people depend on pastors and all those things for, they are things they can get done by themselves. And that's why I was talking about spiritual stamina that time. You don't have to be afraid of the air. You are a believer. Look at your neighbor. Say, I'm a believer. Say it louder. Say, I'm a believer. Say, and I know it. Your neighbor may not really believe you're a believer. But let them know you're a believer. Praise God. You're a believer. You carry the glory of God. You carry the fire of the Spirit. I want everybody to listen. You carry the presence of God. You carry the presence of God. And it's necessary, you take note, that as a believer, God wants to do things through you. Do you know some believers in the scripture who were not pastors and God did things through them? Do you know? Can you mention some? Yes? Somebody is saying something somewhere. Let me know. Daniel. Somebody say Daniel. Who else? Joseph. You said? Esther. Esther was a queen. Who else? Gideon. Who else? When he mentioned Gideon, I thought you... You stop. Stop. Timeji, don't come here again. We were distracted. Who else apart from Gideon? Modekaya. Modekaya. Who else apart from? Somebody said Jephthah. Do we have people like that in the New Testament? Do we have people like that in the New Testament? So who are in the New Testament? Stephen. Stephen was a deacon. Yes. Who else? Huh? You said? Joseph Arimathea. Somebody saying something there. Huh? Priscilla and Aquila. They were real estate people. They, they are tent builder. I will refer to them as a tent. Paul was a real estate guy. Was a tent builder. Alright? Not tent. The one you go when you, you go under when you go to do ceremony. Tent builder. Aquila and Priscilla. Yes. There are other people in the Old Testament. There are other people. What, what about Philemon? Philemon was a business guy. Onesimus was working for Philemon. Who else? You know the challenge we have is that we thought New Testament is about fivefold. Johanna, thank you. What about the Mary? The Mary, the Susan, that Bible says out of their substance minister to Jesus Christ. They were business, farmers, blah, blah, blah. Even when Jesus came, he didn't, co- went, he didn't go to the synagogue to go and call the Pharisees now. To be his disciples. He went to for fishermen. For, in fact, those ones refer to, the Pharisees refer to them as unlearned men. If you check maybe Acts 3, 11 or something, or Acts 3, 13 or 4, 13, it, they refer to them as unlearned men. And then they said, since they have been with Jesus Christ, no wonder they had this kind of boldness. There were people who supported Paul, who supported Peter, who worked with Jesus. They were not fivefold. They were not fivefold. Even the Philip that went to preach in Samaria. Do you remember? Philip that went to preach in Samaria. And the Bible says he disappeared, right? After he ministered to the Enoch. You know the Enoch, the Ethiopian Enoch that was on his way. And then joined the chariot. He said, understand what you read? He said, no, how will I understand except somebody show me? And then he showed the, and he explained about Christ, what he did and blah, blah. And then he believed. And then the Enoch said, there is a water here, do baptism for me. He did baptism for him, and after which he just disappeared. He was a deacon, probably a business guy. There is nothing, you know, sometimes the way we just take, I mean, fivefold, fivefold. And then fivefold people too are not doing like this. 
even if you are not part of the five fold, are you not six fold, seven fold, eight fold, ten fold, twenty fold, hundred fold? That means you should be part of the you are part of the fold. Are you not part of the fold? This is Christ's fold. Amen. Someone say I belong to Christ's fold. Uh-huh. Bible says he's the one that walk in us both to will and to do of his good player. So that is about vision. It's what God communicates to our heart, all right, to carry out on behalf of heaven. God can come here as in God without coming through the human flesh or walking through a human flesh. There is no, there is no approval for God to come here. That's why Jesus had to come through the baby as a baby. Conceived as a child and give birth to as a baby. If you are still here, can you say amen? amen? So we have been called and saved to serve. So I want to talk about stewardship. And I haven't talked about vision. I want to talk about stewardship. Now, vision is what you receive in the place of prayer, you receive in the place of worship, you replace in the place of intimacy with God. Habakkuk chapter 2, 1 to 4. Habakkuk chapter 2, 1 to 4. Alright? That's what you receive in the place of prayer, in the place of worship, in the place of intimacy with God. Alright? Now, like somebody asked me a question in the morning, early in the morning, that class, um, said it sounds like, I mean, you can receive it after you have worshipped, but the truth is, there is no way you can connect with God except through prayer, worship, intimacy with God. There's no other way. Alright? There's no other way. Even if you give, it's in that he will tell you to give. So he's the one that can open your heart. Intimacy with him. You remember the two guys that were going their way to Emmaus? And they were talking, they were disturbed. They've heard the news that Jesus Christ is raised from the dead, but some of them didn't believe. And then on their way in Luke chapter 12, 24, Jesus Christ joined them and said, why are you people thinking like this? Uh, what is the problem? What are you people discussing? He said, are you a strange man? They were talking to Jesus. Said, are you a strange man in Israel? Did you hear about Jesus Christ, powerful indeed, and all that, who was killed? And then uh, he said he will resurrect, or that some people have said he resurrected and blah. So Jesus Christ now started talking to them about himself from the law, the prophet, all through that time. In all the scriptures. So it was getting late when they got to where they were going. And then they told Jesus Christ, because hospitality is key in Israel, even up to now. So they told Jesus Christ, they said, don't go, stay with us. You know, for this night. So when he, he now stayed, because he, he intended them like he's going to go further. And he said, stay with us. Like he's on a journey. And then when he stayed with them, they served bread and all that. So he now took the bread and broke it. And as he gave it to them, their eyes were opened. And Bible says he disappeared from their side. So they recognized Jesus. There are little, little things, whether in your businesses, your career and all that, that you need to recognize Jesus. There are some people that will just come and say a statement. You need to recognize this is Jesus speaking through this guy. Are you getting what I'm saying? But if your eyes are not opened, you won't. And that is why the breaking of bread is the fellowship. You will have broken bread. You will have prayed. You will have fellowship. So that when somebody is speaking, you can recognize that this is the answer to my prayer. Are you getting what I'm saying? Casual conversations. You could use your gatekeeper. You could use your security guard. God can come in different ways. Your dog can be barking in an unusual way to to get your attention to listen to God. If you have spoken through animal before, so you can speak through anybody. Is that clear? So that's how God communicates. And then, you know, it becomes very easy. But you must pick it. You must sense it. And then later, I think in verse 45 of that scripture, the Bible says, He opened their, their brain, their mind, their spirit up. So that they can understand the scriptures. Oh, okay. Let me talk about still worship. Because I don't want to stay long. If you don't, if you don't understand a vision, it will be difficult for you to understand stewardship. Stewardship is so broad. Stewardship is being on assignment for God. 
Stewardship is simply service. You know the other time I said when we talked about vision, then people will start thinking you are, you are, you are called into ministry, 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 ministry. Every believer is a minister. Please take notes. You are a minister. Look at your neighbor. Say you are a minister. Points to them. Say you are a minister. Say you are a minister of God. Yeah. Every believer is a minister. Every believer is a minister. According to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, if you read verse 18, 19, 20, it talks about ministry of reconciliation which has been given to all of us. We have been saved to save. We have been saved to be a blessing to humanity. You are a minister. You are not supposed to be a burden to humanity. You are a minister. Most of the people who complain about this country, they are burden to the country. And I mean what I say. And I'm serious about it. If you complain too often, it means that you are a body, you want a relief. I know that people can complain because they know stuff. And they have been doing their best to be a blessing to the nation. But there are some, the only thing they know about the nation is to complain. You are a minister. That's why the Bible talks about rebuilding the desolate places. You are a minister. This must enter into your spirit. And ministry is simply service, 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 service. Ministry is stewardship. So when we are talking about stewardship, we are talking about somebody who identifies with the heavenly calling. Who identifies with the heavenly vision. Even if you are not called directly, your church, your local church is called. Alright? And beyond that, you are even called directly according to the scripture. To save others. To help others. Jesus came as a result of the covenant that he had with Abraham. And the calling of Abraham demands that you are blessed. Your name will be great. And you will be a blessing. Look at the last statement. You will be a blessing means if you are not blessed, you can't be a blessing. So you will be blessed. You will be great so that you can be a blessing. Who do you want to be a blessing to? Others. Is that not what it is? Others want to be a blessing to others. There are still some things we are very religious about. People are religious about pastors being in politics. You are joking. So what is Martin Luther King Jr. doing with with um, what's it called the civil rights? Those guys were faith guys. About six or seven of them. The last of them died recently. So what are they doing with the civil rights? Or you think if the church shake the gates of this nation, the gates will not be removed? We have even exposed most of our pastors too much. It's you people that should be doing most of the things that pastors are doing. Platforms. A church has to be doing platforms. Some other churches are doing, churches are doing, they are doing things that most believers are supposed to gather together and push by themselves. But this thing can only be done in the place of service. And when we are talking about stewardship, I'm not talking about stewardship that is only restricted to your local assembly. That is where it starts. You cannot despise that. God cannot use you outside your local assembly if he has not used you inside your local assembly. Period. Go and check it. It's purely biblical. If he has not used you inside and text you and people offend you and you forgive them and you walk in love with people right from within among the, the faith people. So how do you want to survive when you are among the, the unbelievers who will look at you and say by tomorrow you are dead. They will tell you what are you talking about. You don't you collect the money, the bribe, or you, you are alive, or you don't collect the bribe, or you are dead. So where do you think God will try you and prove you? It's here. It's in the local assembly. And that is why God cannot trust anyone, no matter how big you desire to have money. The trust, the trust is given to you. You develop it first in your spiritual family. 
Just like what you are doing now in your place of work, over time you have developed discipline. You have developed which your biological parents put in you while you were growing up. So it got to a point, they don't bother about where you go, whether you travel or whatever. You can even be in Singapore and just put a call through. Ah, I've been here for the past one week. Ah, I say, how are you doing? How is the place? When are you coming back? They are not disturbed. You know why? They've done the basic training while you were growing up. The same thing God wants to do with your life, with your local assembly. He wants to train you to a point, and while you are going through the training, you are also serving to to a point he can trust you with the economy of Lagos. It's the same thing. It's the same spiritual family system. A local assembly. He wants to to find out whether you will be submissive and obedient to a spiritual authority. It's all in the scripture. Give us Hebrews chapter 13 verse 7. I didn't plan this, but let me show you. Because it's all part of the stewardship. Remember those who rule over you, who have spoken the word of God to you, whose faith follow, considering the outcome of their conduct. Go to verse 17. I don't want to read so much. Let me just speak. Obey those who rule over you, and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls, as those who must give account, we must give account. Let them do so with joy, and not with grief, for that will be unprofitable for you. So that means, once you don't graduate from inside, you cannot enter outside. That will be unprofitable for you. So you can be in a career that is not even successful as a result of you not being submissive within. This thing I'm teaching you is hardcore. This is core Christianity. If you read Epistles, you see Paul commanding people. He said, I have the right to command you. I have the right to tell you to do this. I have the right. In Christ... He told them in Thessalonians, he said, those who are lazy among you should start walking. If you don't walk, you should not eat. And it's as a result of the food that was being distributed that caused trouble in Acts chapter 6. Do you remember? He got to a point. 30 years old widow, we also go and fight for food. 35 years old widow, 25 years old widow, 60 years old widow will be there. He told Timothy, he said, separate the widows. Anyone 60 and above, attend to them. The one below, them to go and find work. Read your Bible. And that is why it's very important that a believer should read Bible. Pastor cannot teach everything on Sunday. How many hours do I... Your time is gone now. I'm not, I'm not even gone to half of my introduction. How many hours do I want to sit down to teach you? I can stand here and teach you till 6 p.m. And why is it even easier is because these words are in my spirit. If it's not there, there's nothing to pick out. It's not by magic. And they've been there before I become pastor. Long before I became pastor. Voraciously feasting on the scripture. This devil is so stupid to the point he distracts people from reading the scripture in their privacy and when they still come to church to listen to the word they are doing. If you are here, can you say Amen. Stewardship is service. Service to God and humanity. Service in your local assembly and beyond. It does not stop in your local assembly, on your street. If you are not part of a blessing in your environment, you have refused to pay your dues in your estate, you are not a blessing. Let's talk ourselves, let's, let's speak truth to our spirit. It says speak truth to power. Speak truth to power. Let's speak truth to the powerless. <laughs> Everybody is in power, Amen. I said, amen. amen. You hear them coming out to clean the drainage and you're not part of it. You're not a blessing. You see, there's nothing. You don't have to be a spiritual, arrogant person. Supposed to be part of it. Humble yourself to be a blessing. You know, this year is a serious year. And then we need to take care of ourselves. And that is why I have to come with hardcore messages like this. So, what's the title of my message? Hmm? Ah, what I wrote here. That one is the caption. The title is SSS. Saved and sustained to serve. Saved and sustained to serve. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 17. You are saved. If any man be in Christ, you know that one. Even in your dream. 
Sustain. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be my word? Stewards. Witnesses. Another word for stewards is witnesses. Witnesses. I'm not talking about high witness accounts. You were not there when Jesus Christ died. But you read and you were, you were, you were, you saw the vision. You encounter him, relating with him. You know he's real. And then he empowers you to go and be his witness. Ah, God needs witnesses. So. The challenge with the body of Christ now is that there are not, there are so many children, there are so many saved people, but there are not too many witnesses. We just received the power to jack. We just received the power to fall and rise. We just received the power to... Are you getting what I'm saying? The major reason why the power was given, we are not doing it. The major reason why the power was given is to witness. And to be a witness, you have to be a sort of the head and a light of the world. Matthew chapter 5 verse 14. Am I giving it to you? Are you getting something? Because it looks like we are quiet. Today is a serious day. <laughs> Can you smile a bit? Your face has, your face has too serious. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said glory to God. It's our year of the spirit. Hallelujah. Ah, see the way it sounded. It's our year of the spirit. Hallelujah. Come on, rejoice. Glory. Let's read this together. If you have found it, or you can see the screen, one, two, three, go. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing, but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. So he says you are the salt of the earth. Somebody say, I'm the salt of the earth. Say, I'm the salt of the earth. Say, I'm the salt of the earth. The simple things the salt do is that it gives taste, right? So the earth is useless, tasteless. Every other ingredient is waiting for you. So you are the salt of the earth. You, if you like, had locust bean, had maggi, had um, what else do you have? Had um, all the things, had curry, had everything will still be waiting for salt, no matter how small or how little. Salt is so important. It's too strategic for soup, for food, for you to enjoy it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Sort of here. For preservation. Taste. Preservation. What other use? What other use? What other use? Anybody? Maybe scientists that knows... There's no other using it. Please go and Google it and complete the message. No be pastor should not be completing the message. Let's help each other or help one another. Go to the next verse. I'm showing you something here. He said, You are the light of the world. Somebody say I'm the light of the world. So it calls you salt, it calls you light. A city that is set on the hill cannot be hidden. This church is supposed to be called E-City. That's where I was thinking. That's where I was going. This is the scripture for it. Then God said, I want you to, to bring people to fulfill their destiny, but the most important thing is that they must have intimacy with me. Communion. So it says, you are the light of the world. You will be popular normally. You will be blessed. You will be wealthy normally. He said because you can't be the light and not be set on the hill. Can you see it? And not be set on the hill. There is a particular revelation God gave me about this place. Sammy says, I will look unto the hill where my help come from. You shall ascend to the hill. But in the New Testament dimension, he set us on the hill. Praise God. I just said that in passing. Maybe later I can re-preach that message. There is an old message I preached a long time ago. He set us on the hill. Next verse. And then he says that, next verse, verse 15. He said, Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And he gives light to all who are in the house. So, the reason why you are light is because of all who are in the house. You see that? It's because of all who are in the country. It's because of all who are in your place of work. You are a light. If you are still in your business or you are still in um, your office, you are not a light. 
Do you understand? You heart like light in church. You heart like light. You are dark. You are darkness in your place of work. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Look at verse 16. Verse 16 will drive home the points. Let's read it together. One, two, three, go. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in your good works. That's stewardship. Invariably, what I am saying, in short, is that stewardship is your business. Stewardship is your career. Are you getting what I'm saying? But you see, for you to be proficient, the blessed, be successful in your career and your business, it begins with how you carry the things of God in his house, in his spiritual family. In his spiritual family. Alright? How you carry out the things of God. When you are given a flyer to share, how you go about sharing it in a spiritual family. Look at what it says. Let your light so shine before men, before men, that they may see your good works. So that means the works is the light. Your character is the light. Your work is the light. And glorify your Father in heaven. So that means your business should bring glory to God. Your career should bring glory to God. Your contribution in the household of faith should bring glory to God. Do you get that? If you get it, can you say amen? amen. Somebody say, I'm the light of the world. He didn't say you are the light of the church. So don't come and shine here. You shine in the world. It's people who find it difficult to go and shine in the world that cause trouble in the church because they want to shine in the church. Your assignment or your primary place of assignment is the church, is the world. You have to be equipped in the church. You can serve in the church. You should be reliable within the brethren. You should help one another because that's where the, that's the testing ground. And then you go to the world to shine your light on the bigger platform. And I believe and I pray that this year you are shining in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So you are a witness. What it means to be a steward is to be a witness. God does not abandon a place without a witness. In government, in our government now, there is a witness. Whether it's a clerk somewhere or something, there is a believer somewhere. No matter how dark a place is, there will be a witness. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's the way God works. Haven't you seen him talking about remnants in the scripture? There will always be a remnant. The people that God, when Elijah said, they, they want to kill me. God, I'm the only one that, God said, I have reserved 7,000 men. 7,000. 7,000. Saved, born again, sustained, empowered to be a witness, and then to serve. Second Corinthians chapter five, eighteen to twenty, it calls us to reconciliation. Matthew five, fourteen to sixteen. Ephesians chapter two, verse ten. Give us Ephesians chapter two, verse ten. He said, "For we are his workmanship." Let's read it together. One, two, three, go. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Give us amplify, amplify. Then we'll try the person translation. Amplified version. Let's read together. One, two, three, go. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking part which he prepared ahead of time, that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to... So God already made a good life ready for you. What you are pursuing has been made ready for you. What you are pursuing, every Monday, you carry your briefcase. Those who don't have briefcase, they use their tie. Every Monday. Pa, 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 pa. Always on the move. Always on the move. What you are pursuing has been made ready. Amen? If you believe it, can you say amen? amen. Is this not the scripture? God already planned good life for you. Good house, good family, good kids, good life. But look at how you get there. Look at how you 
how it will manifest. He said, you are recreated, you are born again. Good. Recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined. But you see, a good life is preceded by doing what? Good works. That's, that's stewardship. So it means that if you are a steward of heaven, heaven will take care of you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Heaven will take care of you. Bishop Yedoko said, I asked God, this thing you said I should be doing, and blah, blah, blah. Because he, was, he worked in Federal Ministry of Housing for two years. He said, this thing he said I should do. He said, who will pay me? He said, I will pay you. He said, you are my, on my heavenly payroll. And I listened to himself and Reverend Kiso Yakilome, they said that when we go to minister for people, Reverend Kiso Yakilome said, I even go with honorarium, not expecting them to give me anything. And then Pastor Bishop Edubo said, we finish ministering, we disappear. We're not even looking like, is there anything for us? No, we disappear. Money is coming in from different places into our accounts. Even me, myself, when I was a student on OEU campus, I've gone, or when I finished, I was a student, master student, I've gone to put money in his account directly. I have Bishop Uedepo's account number on my hand. See now. It's the money coming from different dimensions. I have my pastor's account number. In fact, there are people who depend on my own to get, because some people still collected during what back to sow. I will pay you. You're my payroll because you're my steward. And you don't have to be a pastor to do that. You can find a business on his behalf to do that. I will pay you. Our good works, our good works, good works, good works, good works. You don't understand this. You don't understand work ethics. I was telling them briefly. I live my life in the morning, early in the morning, and even within the dream, it's like I walk. Work ethics. There is nothing every day. I'm, that's all I'm thinking. He said then, you move in the path you already created, you already created, and to live a good life. That's still worship. That's still worship. That's still worship. Luke chapter 10, verse 1 to 2. Luke chapter 10, verse 1 to 2. Let me show you. And then share a few more things. We'll close. After these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also, and sent them two by two before his face into every city, a place where he himself was to, about to go. Verse 2. Then he said to them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray, the Lord of harvest, to send out laborers into his harvest. You know, the alarming thing about the Christianity now is that we have so much, we have of so much quantity that it looks like the quality has dropped. There was a time in this country where the, the percentage of Christians in this country was 1%, 2%. I read a book that did analysis of everything. And the Christianity grew from 1% in this nation, and then it went to becoming like 60%. Don't let them deceive you with all those sensors. Christianity has penetrated everywhere. It looks like what Christianity in Nigeria is depending on now is one that is imported from the north. The Christianity in the north. That's why you see some people coming from the north to home and minister here. And all of you follow. You know why? That's the way it used to be in the south. The SU days, Conk people. They are not people that will compromise. You tell them to take bribe. They will not take it. Now people see bribe as miracle. And they come to testify. They come to testify. A lot of stolen money in church. To be frank with you, deadly people are in church. Sinners. Stealing government money. If I don't say it at the beginning now, something will go wrong later in the future. So that you know the kind of pastor you have. Once you close your eyes and you go to meet the Lord, all the billions is a waste. My friend, if you think of eternity, you live right. What is freaky, freaky you? Because it's not only babes that are freaky. Even men are freaky. They are working so hard to be able to prove a point. They believe they have the kind of money. They can't have a kind of babe. Yeah. And it's affecting believers. 
Because most believers, their mentors are Bob Brisky, or what, what's the name of all those people that you people follow? You don't follow? Their mentors are, do you understand? Okay. Things of eternal value does not really make sense to believers again. Stewardship is one of them. When you are sold out, you are sold out. And we have found out that you don't have to be sold out like that and be poor. God blesses his own. It's clear in the scripture. He said, therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Who are the laborers? Believers. Stewards. 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 You occupy a position in church is because you are a steward. What is necessary is not the position. It's what you are offering that is necessary. You don't have anything to offer in your position. You should be removed. Church is not a, a, a place where people should... You can't do that in your place of work. In fact, before you are employed, they tell you your job description. Didn't they tell you your job description? And you stop doing the job, you are, you are off. So church should not be a place where somebody will now be glorified and be, be, be boosting people's ego. No. You do well, you are appreciated. You are encouraged. You don't do well, you are rebooked. And you don't do well again, you are rebooked. You don't do well again, then you are set aside for other people to come and take over. And that's because I'm a human, I'm a human resource person. Because there's verbal warning, there's query, there is, that's because I mean, if you work with them, people who train me, you don't do well, you are off. Immediately, you don't wait. Because it's a matter of life and death. When you are not doing well, somebody can die. People can come in. Stewardship is like that. You're a graphic designer. You must see yourself as a steward of the kingdom. You're a choir. You must see. Your, you must do something extraordinary. You must go beyond, beyond your energy, beyond your capacity to seek God to help you, because it's kingdom business. God is depending and counting on believers to change politics, to influence democracies, to go into entertainment world. To influence everywhere, to take over everywhere. But you need to be sustained to enter there. You need power. You need power. Those people, they are not ordinary people. They can be speaking English. Forget to. Men are solid. Men are what? Women are solid. Hebrews 6.10 Let me give you some benefits, then I will close. I will continue the remaining on Wednesday. Hebrews 6.10 For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love, which you have shown towards his name, and that you have ministered to the saints, and do what? Minister. Can you see that? All of us are ministers. So God is not, he will help those who help. Proverbs 11.25 Proverbs 11.25 the generous soul will be made fat or made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. Is that clear? So you can't be laboring and be after people's welfare and have a good heart towards people and be a blessing to people. You are not playing game and God will not be refreshing you. It's a fountain of life. He waters you himself. Waters you himself. Matthew 23, verse 11. He said, the way to serve, the way to greatness is service. So greatness is part of the benefit. He said, the great among you should be the servants. Luke 6, 35. Luke 6, 35. Luke 6, 35. But love your enemies, do good and lend, open for nothing in return. Can you see that? Open for nothing in return and your reward will be great. And you will be sons of the Most High for he is kind to the unthankful and even Hebrew. So, you are not a blessing only in church. You are also a blessing in your area, in your neighborhood. Are you getting what I'm saying? Be grateful. You are a blessing. That's why you don't look down on anybody, underrate anybody. 
serve in that your company, even though your, your, your CEO is a Laban. You know what I'm talking about. A fraudster. Dangerous person. He's smoking into your, make sure a passive smoker. He's smoking into your nostril like this. Serve with humility. Let him see Christ in your life. Say, this baby girl, you are fine. No? He has about different kind of girls all over Lagos. And he wants to enroll you among them. Serve with humility. See, there is something God is teaching you in that place. Ask Jacob. The CV he got in the household of Laban was what qualified him to be the father of the twelve tribes. Is you, you, can't, you can't skip steps. God will be taking you through processes. And that place where you are now, don't start asking, is it the will of God? It's the will of God. Stay there. Say, I'm resigning. You go hungry. Learn what you need to learn there. Learn what, don't compromise. Don't sleep with the man. Don't have kids for him. I will demand DNA test. Look, face, serve. You know the funniest thing? He said some of you have unbelieving master. Make sure you obey them. It's in the scripture. Unbelieving master. Dangerous master. Stupid master. Foolish master. Some master said we make rubbish decisions. You just be looking at ah, this man. How can you just take money and go and just spend like this? You just be, ah, ah, ah. You are better watch your mouth. He will sack you. On the spot. That is not your own job. Your job is to make sure that as he's wasting money, help him to gain more money. Are you getting what I'm saying? In a way, advise him in a calm way. Serve. That's the worship. In that place, you are not serving, just serving by yourself for your salary. God is saying, you are my representative. You are the remnant. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are the one that can count on in that place. One way or the other, a message is being passed across to your master. To your boss. I hope that is clear. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. I'll give you two more. Let's read this together, everybody. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abandoned in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. When he says always abandoned in the work of the Lord, he may start from church, but it doesn't end in the church. The work in that party is the work of the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? I want to contest to be a counselor. It's the work of the Lord. If you don't, just, you don't see it like that, ah, okay, you will join court. And it becomes the work of the Amok. Amen? It's the work of the Lord. And the Bible says you will be rewarded. Colossians 3, 23 to 24. Colossians 3, 23 to 24. And whatever you do, do it utterly, willingly. As to the Lord and not to men. Even though you are doing it to men. But it's the Lord's thing. Do it willingly, heartily. Knowing that from the Lord you will receive the word, the reward. Can you see it? Of the inheritance. For you serve the Lord Christ. You serve the Lord Christ. When they say, my say, come and play football. I don't have time for that one. That one is not still worship. That one is exercise. Are you getting what I'm saying? Bodily exercise, profited little. There's nothing wrong with that. Alright? There's nothing wrong with that. Play on. Amen? But then, <laughs> I have a neighbor in this church, so <laughs> he does the playing. I don't even do the watching. Amen? So, but then, if they said that, ah, come out. There are robbers around. Bring whatever you have. I will come with, <laughs> with the name of Jesus. The Bible says some trust in chariots. I trust in the name of the Lord. I will come out. Because there are places where that happened. During that COVID, um, was it lockdown that they said one million boys, uh, Bakasi or whatever, they came out. There are people in this church who were doing watch nights in their area. <laughs> I said, you too, you are watched. I'm stronger than you. You, you, I didn't watch that. <laughs> he said, Pastor, we are still here 1 a.m. While I'm praying in my house, I'm still connected. He said, we are still here 3 a.m. You know, I'm tired now. I want to go and sleep. But it was a good cause that it should be part of it. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
know that you see when those people say they are coming, tell them I'm not around. You have started lying. You have started lying. You are going small, small. Amen? You see, make sure you are part of it. The last one. Isaiah 58, verse 10. Glory to Jesus. I said, glory to Jesus. Come on, respond. Glory to Jesus. Somebody say, I'm a steward of the Lord. Say, I'm a minister of the gospel. Say, I'm a minister of the kingdom. Say, I'm the light of the world. I'm the salt of the earth. I'm a solution provider. I'm a problem solver. Can you say it louder? Say, I'm a problem solver. I'm a solution provider. I got the glory in me. I carry the vision of heaven. I'm empowered by heaven. I'm a living witness of the cause of Christ. I am more than conqueror. I'm unstoppable. I'm a blessing to God and humanity. In the name of Jesus. Say God can count on me. Because I'm a believer. Can you say amen? Amen. You see, I'm amen, and our responses have not been loud because we are using um, this thing. It's necessary. If you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness. These are powerful words. Can you see that? Your light shall dawn in the darkness. Everything is all about you. Forget it. Even in that scarcity, still help somebody. Even in that scarcity, still reach out to somebody. Reach out. Reach out. Then your light shall dawn in the darkness, and your darkness shall be as the noon, noonday. You see, some top politicians know what they are doing. They will take money and go to rural areas or places where people are poor. They will give them money. People are beggars. They will give them money. Those people, out of their pain, will be praying for them. There is nothing you that you have money or you are intellectual can say to remove them out of power. People that keep them in power are the poor that have been taken care of by them most of the time, not the people who are complaining. Do you get that? So, be a blessing. That's still worship. In your career, in your business, going out and coming in. Don't be wicked. Don't be ruthless. Don't be bitter. Forgive easily. Move on. Are you getting what I'm saying? See, before you know it now, if we just flip, you know the way movie flip? Movie just flew 40 years ago. Flew. Next 40 years. Can you imagine how you will look if we just flew next 40 years now? 2074. How will you look? 2074. Can you see that you start thinking like this is quarter to the grave? Because you are under 30 or you are under 40 now, you just think you still have all the time. Once you cross 40, something starts dawning on you. Once you cross 60, <laughs> I was on the phone with one of my brothers. You know, and then he's rich, so they carry woman up and down. So I was talking to him. I said, you came to Lagos and you ran away. Ah, he said, it's COVID. I refused to see anybody. I came for a meeting. I just went there and I came, bam, and that airport. So he was careful with COVID. So when I got talking, the wife now said, and I told him, I said, uh, that's why I'm telling you that you should be careful and blah, blah, that by the time you are 70, 60, the way you'll be thinking will be different. He's in his 40s. His wife just came on the phone while he was still talking. He said, by the time he's 60, 70, he will leave all those girls. He said, all those girls, ah. I said, that's compulsory. That's how he started laughing. He started laughing. Ah, he said, it's true. Because he just, we are just talking about it and it dawned on him. We are just talking about it and it dawned on him that you have to do it. You know, when, he said when you are 60, because we are, pre- we are preparing for a barrier, and then, you, you know, when you are, I said when you are 60, 70, your mind will now start thinking about heaven. 
That's how God will have people in heaven. Because people do all atrocities and God still keep them till they repent. And ten years, five years after they repent, he takes them. I know it's, that's what you like to have. But God, God has saved you. There's nothing you can You can't go back. You are here already, amen? Now together we will grow in Christ. Can you say amen? amen. Don't go back home because devil can just eat you. Because some of them, they didn't know. Even when they know, they'll still be saying, Oh, God, have mercy. Well, I've finished the message. I hope you heard something. We know you have been blessed by the insightful teaching of God's word and impartation of God's spirit by Pastor Tokwe Awufisayo, brought to you by Communion Christian Center. For more information on how to be a partner and others, contact 080-3585-8047 or send a mail to admin at communioncc.org. You can also download more messages for free at www.communioncc.org. Remain blessed as you fulfill your destiny in Jesus' name. Amen.